Hello, it's the Truce Ranger Richard back with you one more time. This is episode 5 of Introducing Grace. Just wanted to make a few announcements here. Um, as we move forward, I'm eventually planning to evolve, Lord willing I should say, evolve into a video platform as well. On the audio platform, eventually, I want to it, it to grow into a two-way thing. In other words, phone calls. So you can call, and we can have a live program that you can actually talk to me, like two people could talk, okay? So be praying about that. I don't want to do anything that's um, boosting myself up because I'm just me. But I really want to be an encouragement to those that are struggling those who are beginning to see the struggle. Okay, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Anyway, this is the Truth Ranger. Hang on. I'll be right back. We're going to got a little bit to share today. Okay, welcome back to the Truth Ranger podcast. I am your Truth Ranger, Richard Tucker. Welcome back on board. Just up front, I want to make it clear that this podcast, the materials we cover, the things we discuss, are meant for the last day's church and no one else. These messages are for the body of Christ that the Father is restoring. If you are still dabbling in man-made religion, these messages are not for you. Chances are, if you listen, you will just get angry at the things we share. I just want to make that clear up front. So I'm going to take a little break like I always do in the beginning and give you the chance to shut me off, tune in somewhere else, or do whatever you want to do. But if you go forward from this point on, you might hear things that you really don't want to hear. These messages are for the last day's church. Okay, right up front I want to apologize for taking so long between episodes here. I actually have recorded several podcasts and have eliminated them all. I deleted them. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. It's because I have been attacked by religious spirits. Now some of you may not understand what I mean. But a religious spirit is in a person who is controlled by their religion, not by the Holy Spirit. In other words, they worship their man-made religion and they find my philosophy, my teaching, my theology, everything I believe, they find it not only false, but they find it something that makes them very angry. You know, the religious spirit does not like to hear about grace. The religious spirit is antichrist, and grace is totally Christ. Christ is totally grace. So when I tell the stories I tell about people in biblical history 
that were shown grace above and beyond what we can imagine. And when I tell stories about people I have known personally who have been delivered through the power of grace, the religious spirit automatically becomes angry. You see, I'm not here to call anybody out of their religion. I'm not here to criticize their religion. I'm not here to try to convince you or anyone else to leave whatever man-made religion you are adhering to. Not at all. That's not my job. You see that we cannot be set free from the power and the bondage of mind-controlling man-made religion until the Holy Spirit himself, until God personally moves in a personal way in our hearts and lives and sets us free. Now, right now, I am talking to three different kinds of people. <clears throat> the first are the ones this messages are meant for. They are the last day's church, and they know they are. They have left religion. Actually, that's not correct. They've been drawn from religion through whatever means. And they are realizing that God is restoring the body of Christ, and they have no ill feelings about what they've left, they just realize they've left the bondage that God didn't want them in. You are one of those people, <clears throat> like myself, that God spoke to and called out. Sometimes that calling out is gentle. Sometimes it's not so gentle, but it doesn't matter. You're in that first group of people who have been freed from bondage and you are thankful for it. And you're looking forward to the wilderness journey. The second group of people are those who hear the message. They are still in Egypt, but they hear the voice calling them. They feel God, the Father, calling them out of the bondage of man-made religion, but they just haven't got there yet. They're just not ready to leave for whatever reason. Now, all those that were in group number one were at one time in group number two, myself included. Sometimes it's not easy to walk away from an environment and an atmosphere and a group of people that you love, that you've trusted. See, we have this tendency to try to paint everything as good or bad, and it's really not that simple. I think I said on our episode four, this is episode five, that eventually I was going to go into a teaching on spiritual fragmentation. I'm just not ready yet because I want it to be a video series. But people are fragmented from the whole. The whole is Christ. But people are fragmented from that perfection of Christ. That does not make us bad people. And when we are fragmented... That doesn't mean we've done something wrong. It means we have been fragmented by many things. False teaching, lack of faith, 
and sometimes the fragmentation process was uh, needed in order for us to learn what we needed to learn in elementary school. See, a lot of us have experienced spiritual elementary school. We've gone through the religious process. We've known good people. They weren't hateful, terrible people. They were good people who meant well. They're not bad people. And they taught us the basics. It was elementary school. But as we learned, and as we grew, we saw the fallacies, the shortcomings. We saw the limit, the limit of what they were teaching and what they believed. That doesn't make them bad, and it doesn't make us good. The fragmentation has brought us to a place where we begin to look back, and as the defragmation, fragmentation, I'm sorry, begins at the hand of God, we become defragmented more and more. Then we look back and we see where we were. And it isn't where we needed to be, and it isn't where we are going. Right now, this group number two I'm talking to, you have been fragmented, just like we all have. All three groups are fragmented, by the way. Nobody is defragmented. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Our fragmentation did not take place overnight, and our defragmentation will not take place overnight. Quite to the contrary. This is a lifetime process. Trust me, I know. 67 years of defragmenting. Totally fragmented. God, the loving Father, the endless grace, the endless unconditional mercy, starts the defragmenting process. In this group of people, you've just been in the religious atmosphere, and you just knew something was missing. You weren't angry. You weren't necessarily hurt. You just knew something wasn't right. That is the Holy Spirit drawing us, drawing us to himself. It is God restoring the body of Christ, drawing us out of man-made religion. Okay, that's group number two. Okay, group number three are those people who are still in organized religion, and for whatever reason, they're still blind. They are enjoying Egypt. They are comfortable in Egypt, even though it's bondage. Do you know people like that? I know quite a few people like that. And when you show them the simple truth of limitless grace, if you show them that God has already accepted his children, and they don't have to struggle, they don't have to earn his salvation, they don't have to jump through religious hoops, then it be, makes them angry. And I understand that. I really do, because I was in that position. It kind of does something to you to have your foundation challenged 
but this foundation is only challenged by the truth. I'm not here to talk anybody out of their religion. I have no desire to. If you are content being in Egypt, stay there. That's where you belong. If God hasn't drawn you out like he has these other two groups of people, then stay there. But what I want to share is the group one are the people who have, who have um, accepted the calling out and have been called out. The group two is the people that God is still dealing with and they're listening, they're hearing, they're kind of observing and the, the defragmentation is beginning and they can feel themselves being drawn out but they haven't left yet. Group three is a totally different group of people. This is the group of people who have the Antichrist so embedded in their system that they become angry, angry at the very thought of freedom. Grace makes them angry. Now that's hard to believe. But grace makes them angry. They are serving in legalism so deep that they can't even manage themselves. I'm telling you the truth. They are fighting a battle every day. Now, I'm not angry with these people. Not at all. I feel for them because I was there once. But they are very, very angry with me. They don't want to hear what you heard in episode 4 of the gentleman who had a, such a bad heroin addiction that he shot up in his privates. But if you listen to episode 4, then you know that he was miraculously delivered by God. It wasn't some religious exercise. It wasn't someone who, you know, spoke it over him. It wasn't somebody that laid hands on him. It was the grace of God speaking through his life that turned him from a hopeless drug addict to a person offering hope as a prison chaplain. But see, these messages bless people in group one and two, but the anger people in group three. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm going to take a little stop here and I'll be right back. Now we talked about three groups of people. About group number one, which I think most of you are in that group. We talked about group number two, which were people that have one foot still in Egypt. They feel the call. They know God is dealing with them but they just haven't quite been able to make that step out yet. And group three were people who were so indoctrinated into religion that to even hear of freedom makes them angry. Now, ask yourself of those three groups, which one do you consider yourself to be in? And I'm asking because I want to explain to you neither one of these three groups are wrong or bad. Group one is less fragmented than group two and group two is less fragmented than group three. But group one and two looks at group three and actually feels somewhat sorry for them because they realize that they're still in bondage. Group one and two praise for group three. 
they have compassion for group three. But group three does not have that same emotional attachment to group one and two. They become angry. There is a spirit of Antichrist deeply rooted in group three, quite honestly. On some of my social media platforms, I do a lot of this stuff. You know, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Actually, I don't want to offend anyone, but they get offended. And that's why I do my little disclaimer up front. But what I want to share today, this is the fifth episode of Introducing Grace. The question is, how does group one and two, if you remember where you identify, and it's between you and God. You might consider yourself between those two groups. That's okay. But where and how do groups one and two minister to those in group three? Now, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, this will not shock you what I'm getting ready to say. But the body of Christ is being restored. It's not something that's going to happen someday in the future. It is taking place right now. And you are living proof that it is. You would not be listening to this old man who says things completely out of the religious realm that you've been taught unless God himself has drawn you together, drawn you out of religious bondage into someone like me. Now, I'm nobody special. I've just had the experience myself and I can share with you and help you see and help you with the struggle because it is a struggle. It's not easy to, to leave Egypt when you were happy in Egypt. And it's, it's, it's better, you know, some of the people I said earlier that when they leave, sometimes it's, they're not sad or they're not, not angry. But sometimes it's better if you are. Sometimes it's better if something happens in that religious atmosphere that just is the straw that breaks the camel's back, so you leave. But see, it doesn't matter how or why you leave Egypt. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that we are restored to the true body. That's all that matters. All that matters to God. The vehicle you take to leave bondage doesn't matter. The destination is what matters. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? So we were all on a wilderness journey. We felt alone. Those in group three, think about this now. Those in group three pointed the fingers, especially at, the, at us in group one, and called us backslidden. They called us heretics. They said we were going to hell unless unless they were of a real persuasive like charismatic background then they said you're going to hell not hell i guess hell is worse than hell i don't know i don't plan on going to either one because jesus paid the price for me so i don't have to but my point is there is a a real real hatred in group three for those in group one and two now if you're in group two you're in between the one and the three you are in a very sensitive situation because 
you've got voices from number one you're hearing, you've got voices from number three you're hearing, and all the time you're having to sort out what is of God and what isn't. And people will tell you, you know, that group you're listening to, that's not of God. There is a, such a legalistic bondage in group three that you can't think for yourself. You have to have group think. You have to accept what their leadership says, even if God is telling you differently. Even if the Holy Spirit is dealing with you in a different way or calling you out for your own ministry or whatever. Group three will try their best to keep you in bondage. So I'm trying to explain this. I know I'm rambling on here. But the reason I don't preach to group three is because I cannot call them out of their bondage. And neither can you. The best we can do for group three is be a good group one and two. See, the only thing that makes group three that we can do to get their attention is to make them jealous of what we have. All the preaching they're sealed off to. I'll give you a good example. On social media, I made a little post about the body of Christ. Well, this one gentleman, great guy, nice guy. That's not somebody I'm angry with got very angry with me. It turned out that he was a member of one of the outlying religions, and I don't want to name it because I'm not against his religion, and I'm not against him personally. But he attacked me viciously, said I was outside of the kingdom of God, that I showed nothing that had anything to do with the body of Christ. But again, he was in what I call an outlying religion. It would be one of the most people would consider a cult but to me they're all cults the body of Christ is the body of Christ and there is no other body so here we go into the fragmentation I was talking about the further out there the belief system seems to be doesn't mean that it's more bad no more than ours means it is good it means it's just more fragmented when we are fragmented from the Christ, we are fragmented toward Antichrist. It's just the way it is. I know it's a hard concept to conceive, and I try not to talk about it too much because it gets us deeper into something that we just have to accept sometime. We have to accept that we have a different basis, a different foundation. The body of Christ is based on Christ and Christ alone. Man-made religion is based basically, if you get down to the seed that's in the root in the ground, it is Antichrist. But they don't know that. They're deceived. So my question is, talking about grace, squeaky chair going again. My question is, how does group one and two show grace to group three. Now, I just shared with you how this gentleman, who I really like, as a matter of fact, nice guy, attacked me. <laughs> and I was not criticizing his religion. I didn't even mention any religion. I just made the statement. 
that the body of Christ was not any man-made religion. Uh, he went bonkers. He really did. Tore into me big time. And I kind of just let it happen because I'm not trying to convert him. I'm not here for him. Somebody might be, and he can. they can go knock on his door or his church door, and he they can, you know, play that route if they want to, but that's not my calling. My calling is to group one and two. My calling is for those who are either in the wilderness or they've got one foot in the wilderness and they know in their heart they're eventually going to have to leave Egypt. But group three cannot be reached by anyone but God. Now, how do I know that? Because we were in group three at one time, were we not? Were we not in group three and God himself, through whatever method he used, it could have been anger, it could have been sorrow, it could have just been we couldn't accept it anymore, we don't know, it doesn't matter. Whatever it took is what he used. What did it take in your life? What did it take for the bondage of Egypt, for the bondage of man-made religion, to lose its grip on you? It might have been violent. It might have been passive. It might have just been thoughts. But what I'm trying to tell you is, it was grace speaking to you. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God restoring you from the bondage of man-made religion. So the only thing we can do for group three is be a good or a joyful, we'll use that word, I like the word good. I don't like that because it's judgmental. But we can be a joyful group one and two and make group three jealous. Now where have you heard that before? Do you remember when the Gentiles were grafted in, they were adopted in? And I'd find the scripture here, but I don't want to sound like a preacher or anything. But when the Gentiles were grafted in, scripture tells us that it was to make the Israelites jealous. Jealous of what the Gentiles had. So group one and two are to be so joyful in their relationship with their father that group three sees it and hungers for it. The people in Egypt sees us in the wilderness and realizes it's what they want. It's not some great evangelism effort. It's not doing what people have done to us for our entire lives, beating them over the head with a Bible, trying to convince them they're wrong because they are not wrong. See, the word right and wrong and good and bad just need to be flushed because they don't work. They are just more fragmented. We are being defragmented and drawn back to the Christ. It just hasn't taken place in their life yet. That doesn't make them bad people. This, this man that attacked me is a great guy. Good family man. I really like the guy. But I finally had just had to tell him goodbye. Because I'm not going to argue with somebody who God has to deal with. I'm not God. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Now some of us have probably been through the process in our lives where we wanted someone to be reached so badly that we played the role of the Holy Spirit 
And if we look back, we'll see that it probably didn't turn out all that good. Doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means that is the state of fragmentation we were in at that time. Now, so I ask the question, what can we do for group number three? The best we can do is be a successful group one and two. Now that sounds pretty simple, but it's going to be a real challenge because if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that I keep hammering home that the church is getting ready to go through some real, real challenges. That some real bad things are going to happen to people that God loves and people that love God. So, get it in your mind. We have to consider all this. This is not to scare, this is to prepare. How are we going to reach group one and two? How are we as group one and two going to reach group three? By not reaching them at all, but making them jealous, drawing them out. When they see us dancing on the other side of the river, they're going to want to leave Egypt. And at the same time, we've got to believe that there are people still in that bondage who are people just like us. They are the body of Christ. They just haven't heard it yet. They haven't received it yet. The Holy Spirit is dealing with them. In fact, this man I said attacked me. The only reason he attacked me is because of the uncertainty he feels in his heart. God is dealing with him, or he would have just ignored me. Because nothing I had put on social media was directed to his religion whatsoever. I was talking specifically about the body of Christ. I wasn't mentioning anyone's belief system. I was just talking about the body of Christ. But see, being in the body of Christ, whether you consider yourself in group one or two, anchors group three. So, maybe this isn't really sinking in. <clears throat> but what I want to share with you, and we're going to go deeper into it, I will show you scripturally how eventually, not today, the attacks now are just verbal attacks. The attacks now are people on social media or family mouthing off at you or whatever. But eventually, group one and two are going to be violently attacked by group three. And that's scriptural. Jesus warned us about this. The people that are going to come against us are not the out-and-out violent sinners we see on the street those aren't the ones it'll be the ones we consider brothers and sisters who haven't left the bondage of their man-made religion yet so the best we can do is rejoice on the other side of the river in the sight of those still in Egyptian bondage we can rejoice even if we're in the wilderness journey, even if we have our moments of uncertainty, even when we might even secretly miss the comfort of Egypt. We have to show them the joy of the wilderness journey, even when sometimes it's not that, not that joyful. We have our doubts. Well, we do. We're still fragmented. We're more defragmented than we were but we're still fragmented. So we still have our doubts. 
We still have our shortcomings. We still have to scratch our head every now and then and say, what? We just do. That's part of the process. But we have to consistently realize that we are less fragmented than we were. And this process is taking place now. I'm going to get off here because I'm rambling on and on. But I always like to leave everybody with a question. And here's my question. Well, two questions. Do you know which group you're in? One, two, or three? Now, once you decide which group you are in, I want you to decide and look back at your life, your spiritual life here, your spiritual experience, and take note. It's nothing you need to tell me. This is something between you and the Father. But take note. Are you where you were? Do you sense? Do you know? Do you have evidence in your life of the defragmentation that's taking place? Remember, we said in the, in the other uh, episodes of Introducing Grace that this is a process. This is not a day. This is a lifetime. Repentance is a process. Now, why would that be? Because as you go, the way gets narrower and narrower. It's not a legalistic thing. It's a love thing. <laughs> the law of God is hidden in our hearts, according to Scripture. We don't serve the law. We serve Christ with our hearts. And the law helps us because we know what's right and wrong. So, our spirit of fragmentation, our level of fragmentation, has it decreased? Answer that for yourself. Back up, rewind as far as you can go, and see if you are not defragmenting. Ask yourself, and if you can, I'm sure that you can, see fragmentation, defragmentation taking place in your life. Not something you've done, but something God has done to defragment you and bring you closer to the Christ. I call it the Christ force. If you can see this, and I'm sure you can, rejoice. Be thankful. Show it as proof, not just evidence, but proof of eternal, undying, unlimited grace. See, this is what grace is. Grace is what makes us endure. The Savior finds us. He saves us. He keeps us. He protects us. And He perfects us. And He presents us. We don't do any of that. We simply follow like good sheep do. Okay. Well, this is Richard the Truth Ranger. going to shut her down one more time. I hope you're encouraged. I really do. I hope you're not under attack. I have been all week. But I'm kind of used to it. And these are good people. These aren't bad people. I guess I shouldn't use the word good and bad, should I? They're fragmented people. They don't mean to be angry. But they just can't help it. So I pray for them. And I try to leave them alone, quite honestly. I just want to show them something they need. It's that simple. All right. Richard going to sign off. And I hope... Uh, 
Hope you're back with me next time. I'm trying to not be too preachy here because, hey, I love both of you. Group 1 and Group 2, and I love Group 3. But I am called to Group 1 and 2. My calling is not to Group 3 any longer. It was at one time. But sometimes callings change, and you know that in your own life. You've dealt with people, and God has brought people in and out of your lives. You're in a circle right now for God's purposes, not yours. You may not see that, but it's true. The people that are in your environment are there because God has placed them there for his purposes. All right. Hey, be in prayer for the Truth Ranger and my little outreach here. and going to try to get the videos going pretty soon. Hope we have another podcast before too long. And just, just pray for me. God will strengthen me. And hey, everything will be great. Great, great, great. There's nothing better than the beautiful, wonderful grace. Grace, grace. It's a, the most wonderful thing there ever was. It's the closest thing to heaven without leaving earth. Is realizing, experiencing, and embracing grace. Accepting your acceptance. Have you accepted your acceptance? Or are you still trying to fight a battle that Christ already won? All right. Enough of that. Truth Ranger, God bless. Be praying for me, and I'll talk at you later. Bye for now. Okay, Richard saying goodbye one more time. Hope we catch up with each other again soon. And remember me in your prayers. Email address truthradio at mail.com. Hope to hear from you. Hope you're enjoying these things. I am. And I hope I'll be back with you soon. God bless. Mm -hmm.